Welcome to Reasoned, the podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Meditz. Imagine this. You're drowning in work. The voice in your head is validating all of your insecurities. You're waking up at night from the anxiety of it all. And you upped your dosage of your heartburn medications. It'll be okay. This will all pass, right? Asking for help is hard. Generally, there's a fear of social or professional threats, such as risk of rejection, a worry of diminished intelligence, relinquishing your autonomy, all activate the same area of the brain where physical pain originates. And let's face it, when you're at work, you want to be the most competent, the best employee, a go-to person, and to do it all with a sense of confidence. So, asking for help in this space also taps into the fears that are based in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, both physical and safety. Modern organizations are complex and have cross-functional teams that are matrixed, operate globally, value collaboration, and have project management methodologies, such as Agile, that require individuals to lean on each other. In many cases, performance reviews assess areas such as self-awareness of weaknesses, your ability to ask for help before a project is at risk, and will ask for feedback on your collaboration efforts. So, asking for help is simple, once you can get over the fear. First, let's learn these words. Will you help me? Yeah, that's it. Just that just ask. You don't need a paragraph of qualifiers to ask for help. Now that that's out of the way, you'll want to make sure that you show respect, express value, and demonstrate that you're listening. Now, I will encourage you to make sure that you're not going to put your ego first. And while you don't have to qualify why you're asking, adding context and compliments is tremendously encouraged. So let's take a look at a few examples. The negative talk in your head might go something like this. My manager or coworker will think that I am incapable of doing my job. I'm going to assume that you've done all the work, but that you're still stuck. You have researched the issue, you have reviewed examples, and in many cases you might have even Googled it for inspiration. It's time to ask for help, and when you do, share with them all of the steps that you've taken and that you are stuck. Then be specific with your ask, as it clearly shows that you're not looking to shrug off the work and that you're committed to seeing it through. First, let's look at a bad example. Hey, Margaret, I have a critical project that I'm working on, and I need someone to review the work that I've done to narrow down the choices. Can I send you what I have and you give me your thoughts? So why is this terrible? First, your ego is in the way. It's clear you want to ensure that Margaret knows that the work you're doing is essential. And then you put the work on her instead of asking for assistance. Now, let's look at a better example. Hey, Margaret, will you help me? I've done a ton of research on our existing processes, reviewed training materials from that Agile class we took together last month, And I have a few leads on Google for strategies that we could use, but 
Honestly, they take such different paths, I'm at a loss at what direction to head. You are really good at narrowing down options, and I value your opinion. Will you help me evaluate what I have? Here, you explained why Margaret's help is important, and that you value her. More than that, you created a working scenario that makes it clear you're not dumping all the work on her. All right, let's talk about more negative talk in your head. They are so tired of helping me, I ask all the time. The secret to ensuring that folks don't tire of helping comes in two parts. Part one, thank them for their help and make sure that their work is cited within your own work. An example, thanks to Aaron, I was able to complete this report. I appreciate the assistance in locating the financial records. It provided the added information we needed to make the decision. Part two, learn from the interaction. Figure out processes or steps needed for you to be autonomous in the future, or in some cases, set up time so that collaboration regularly happens between you and the other person's area of responsibility. Example, Aaron, I want to make sure that I don't bug you every time we need to generate a report. Is there a way I can pull these numbers in the future? Or is it best for me to funnel these requests through you and your team? Showing gratitude immediately after receiving help is super helpful, but be sure to let them and others know the prominent role their contribution played in your success. Appreciation can transform work into a pleasure. All right, more negative talk. I'm sure it's in there. My team will think less of me as a leader. I'm a leader who advocates that vulnerability is a strength. As a leader, it is super easy to believe that you need to somehow be superhuman. In that line of thinking, it can also be super easy to believe that any sign of weakness will diminish you as a leader. In fact, it's precisely the opposite. Not acknowledging our weaknesses is, first, unsustainable. In the end, it's going to come back to bite you. And second, it's poor leadership. More than anything, connecting with your employees is the foundation of leadership. People will follow you anywhere if they feel connected to you, if they trust you, and if you trust them. So, let me ask you this. Would you be able to connect with a leader that only revealed the things that they thought would impress you? How long is it going to take you to start peeling the onion to find out all their flaws? Trust me, not long. As a leader, when you ask for help, you are showing vulnerability, an essential part of being a leader. While it's a leader's job to help others, it's also your responsibility to model the behavior for them. So whether it's a coworker, an employee, or even your boss, people feel good about themselves when they need help. There is nothing like that dopamine hit. In the end, they don't think less of the people that they help. They feel more connected, especially if they feel valued through the process. I encourage you to overcome your fear, even if it's pressing on the pain center of your brain, and ask for help. I'm your host, Sabrina Meditz. 
And this has been Reasoned, the podcast.